Welcome to the Down Puck Podcast. I'm Sawyer Caldwell, your host. With me is Colt Bennett. What's up, man? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Man, I'm I'm doing good. You know, had the Saber Sharks game that we talked about last pod. And I mean, do you have anything to say for that pathetic uh, showing? Uh, no, no, uh, not really. Just, the Sharks um, just came out hot, man. I mean, you did. Um, you guys came streaking at us. Uh, it was kind of hard to contain you guys and. Of course, hurdle doing things that hurdle does. I told you, bro. You don't. You don't believe me. You never believe me, man. I said. I said hurdle. He just dominates games, and you're like, no, he doesn't. And then what happened? Straight. I think domination. He, I'm pretty sure you take the things I say out of context, but that's that's okay. All that happened. I, I, I don't exaggerate, so. I don't believe you at all, <laughs> but that's fine. No, it was it was a really good game, though. It was back and forth, like we were talking, and. Um, I had the goalie wrong, so Reimer did start, but he was, he played fantastic. Uh, Anderson didn't play bad either, but I mean, you just had that relentless attack from, from my boys in Teal. So, I mean, you, you yeah. can't do much in the hurdle. Hurdle did dominate that game and, uh, dude, that freaking, uh, clapper that you guys had. I don't oh, know from, name. uh, Kajula, Kajula. Dude, that was nasty. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with it when I saw it live, um, I didn't think he had the angle to be doing that, but he did. No, I, I was like, okay, good. Like, I, I just thought it's going over, or Reimer will just, you know, snag it and play it off, and then just like bar down. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, just to give Hurdle a little bit more uh, clout here, the, that move uh, was on one. his first uh, first goal, I think. First goal was on the right side of uh, Anderson. Uh, yeah, the right yeah, side of Anderson, yeah. and and then I mean, then you go to the second goal. Just dangled, dangled your your boy. Who was it? Was it Dalin? That'd be nice. Dalin. I'm sorry, Dalin. It might have been Dalin. I wouldn't be surprised. The guy's overrated. So I'm just saying. I know you you want a reaction. I'm not going to satisfy you today. Yeah. Um, you can't. You always satisfy me. Satisfy me, Colt. Don't don't oh, say that. Don't. Thank you. Yeah, don't kick yourself down. Here. Oh. You make me feel so good about myself today. Well, we can change that easy once we get to some uh, Jack Eichel talk. So, oh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll stick on the Saber Sharks for a second because I just want to mention one of the players I said to watch was William Eklund, and I did say that was his last game because he had the nine game trial period before they have to, right. you know, uh, get the contract moving or whatever. Um, yep. where it eats out a year, so it was actually his eighth because I forgot that he sat one game, and I I mean I. I I, he did good. Like he's he does well out there, but they did end up sending him back to Sweden. Yeah. And my heart is still hurting. It's it's still broken. And I'm very sad. That's the only reason I was watching the Sharks. So um we're I'm full Florida Panthers from here on out. Jumbo Joe gonna win a cup. So no um see I don't know. I kinda want them to win it because of that, but I don't really like Florida. But maybe Colorado, just full on Colorado or Toronto. Um, there you go. Whoa. <laughs> How'd you just sneak that in there? Awesome Abbey's, baby. Uh, no, I knew you could react to the Colorado thing, so I threw in Toronto real quick. Um, but yeah, so just a little update on that. William Eklund did go back to Sweden. So I think that's all of the first rounders that were drafted this year are yep. not on their respective teams. So um, that's interesting. It'd be interesting to go back and look and see 
you know, what the averages of players that make it on their team the first year or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so unfortunately, um, I probably won't be talking about the Sharks much anymore because. Oh, yes. Yes, you will. I don't you know. Can't, this I last time I'm wearing Sharks stuff. We got, the video up. we got the video up, guys. We, we figured it out. Uh, yeah. That was that was, that was my fault. That was my fault. I had the wrong window pulled up for the recording software. So <laughs> it was recording. Uh, all I had was um, Colts like profile pulled up. So I recorded like an hour of just Colts little picture on the top. It was awful. So but we got it. it, it it's great. It, there's it's literally just the default picture that comes with Discord. Exactly. So, adorable. Yeah, it's great. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so, you know, I was pretty pleased with the outcome of the Saber Sharks game. So, I'm sure you were. Yeah. And yeah, I was the whole time, like, I was just like, see, like, this guy saying you, they were going to win 4 2. And you guys, you didn't score 4. I, I almost had it right, just like in the wrong direction, though. Because it, it, I didn't think Skinner was going to score that second one off of the back of Reimer's head. So. See, you trashed Skinner. He scored 2. Wow, that makes him up to 3 for the year. Good for him. It is good for him. He's, he's not that good. Okay, well, you guys are the ones signed into a big contract, so uh, I'm right. to tell you. I have to live with that. So, Riz Lincolns told his team not to push up to honor the shutout that Shesterkin. I'm struggling with that name today, but we're, 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 we, you know, we move. So, um, Shesterkin, and I, I love that name too. Like, I don't know why I'm having trouble with it, but, um, anyway, so Shesterkin had the shutout and Merzlikin said, don't push up and try to score. What's your opinion on that? Because, well, go ahead. I'll, I'll get to mine. Go ahead with your opinion on it. I kind of like it. I mean. Then I knew it. I know. You don't like it? No, no. dude. That's respect. That's I don't cool. care. I don't care. It's you play till the whistle. You're it's okay. you're, you're getting paid to score a goal. Uh huh. They couldn't do it for fifty nine minutes. Okay. 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 I'm. I don't care if I'm losing ten to zero. If I can make okay. it ten to one. At the line in the last five seconds, I've that's good. I've maybe not done my job, but I've done part of it. Look, there's pride. There's pride in that. You just got shut out. There's pride in getting the shutout, not just for the goalie, but for the whole team, the defenders playing their part, the the forwards with their forechecks and their backchecks and everything else. I'm talking it's about from the other point of view. I know, but like from a goalie, when you get a shutout and you realize all these things, like you know what it means to you, therefore you know what it means to the other goalie. So that's respect. That's gamesmanship. Like I'm I know forward. there's the whole like you know the goalie club or whatever, and you know the goalies respect each other and all that. But and just to add some more to that, it was four zero Rangers. So it's not like they could have tied the game. Just you know, just give them the scoreline there. But yeah, you you still don't, you don't want to be shut out. I mean, then score. You had sixty minutes. No, they didn't. Yeah, they 59 minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, my Lord. Such a big difference here. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't like it because you're you're out there to do a job. Even if you're not out there to do a job, you're in high school or whatever, and you're out, you want to score a goal, you don't want to be shut out. And just to have your goalie say, hey, don't play. 
don't play anymore. That's what he said. He said, don't that's, play. That's, yeah, those are the words verbatim. That's what he said. I, we don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't like that. I think you should play to the final whistle. No, dude, come on. You, you don't want to feel good for, like, he wanted that for the other goalie. There's nothing wrong with that. He needs, he needs to earn it. He did. He no. played the whole game and got a shutout. No. He, no, he played, okay, he played the full game, but technically he didn't play the last 30 seconds. I'm just oh, saying, nice. I, I think you play to the final, just like, okay, if the puck, if the goalie's like going to cover the puck, right? You're not going to be like, oh, he's going to cover it, so I'm not going to like try to get the puck out from under him and score a goal. The difference being is they had the entire game to do something, and they couldn't. So they didn't what know. I'm just they how did. many how many times do you see a team that's like up and then the last like you know however many seconds like a team like puts one past the goalie. Okay, I mean that's just a, that's a stat breaker. That's it. Uh, yeah, you want to break that. You don't want the goalie to get a shutout against you. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Like, goalie. That's I'm just saying. Goalie. No, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm here for it. Look, if you wanted the outcome to be different, do something. Okay, so okay, 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 okay. Last last pod we talked about Ovechkin and how you took the else. I'm going to say it. Ovechkin is going to break the goal scoring record. So he he needs he's tied with Gretzky. Okay. Like down the line, Tyler Gretzky. And so, what do you just say? Hey, it's the last game of the season. You guys aren't making the playoffs. You're retiring after this. We're just going to pull the goalie unless you get it. Yeah, I can see people doing that. I could too. As I was saying it, I was like, <laughs> I can, I can actually see that. <laughs> but we okay, so, like an L like all over the screen, dude. No, but you know. Yeah, I could yeah, actually yeah. tell that you didn't believe what you were saying because as you were saying it, you were like getting slower and slower with the words that you were saying. <laughs> I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm, I'm already like going with it. Like I have to just keep it <laughs> on at this point. But still, like, I don't know. That's different circumstance though. That's that's completely different. That's a breaking the goal score record that was never going to be broken. This is just a shutout. Okay, it's still... He'll, it's get, still, he'll get more. He will, but he earned that one. Okay. I'm just saying I, I don't I don't like it. L. Anyway. Well, hey, let's just okay. I guess since they're playing Columbus, you can understand it because they're not going to score. But if they're playing someone like the Oilers, they have McDavid. McDavid can score. He can go from you know goal line to goal line in point five seconds. And well, I mean, you would expect them to score, so they wouldn't even be in that position. Oh my gosh. Okay, we're done with this topic. We're just going to go into that McDavid goal, which is that was the segue I was trying to push in there. Oh, I know had, you were. You had to keep arguing. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave this in so everyone knows what a jerk you are. I'm trying to do my job and segue here, and you just keep going. So yeah. that's that's my that's my co-host for for everyone. Been jerk. All right. So yeah, did you see <laughs> did you did you see McDavid's uh, goal? Uh, I saw it a whole lot. Yeah, saw it a lot yeah. of times. It was pretty. Yes, it was. There's no, there's no saying it wasn't pretty, but so it's like I just, I didn't watch the game, but I just, I, I knew they were losing like bad, and I was watching a movie, checked my phone after after the movie, 
and I checked Twitter, and everyone's like, oh, McDavid just scored goal of the year. Goal, goal of the century, the greatest goal ever scored. And so I pulled it up. Again, it's like 2.30. I'm like passed out. I look, I'm like, that really wasn't that. that it wasn't goal of the year, okay? I'm just going to say that. It's it's not goal of the year. It's, it's not, it's, no, it's not going to win goal of the year. It's really early to be crowning it goal of the year. Um, but everyone you is. Say, you can say best goal so far. That's fine. Um, but it was nasty. I mean, he undressed four defensemen and beat the goalie. So, I mean... The de- yeah, the defenseman just stood there though. It was a pretty lousy play. Th- this is this is the this is the whole goalie thing that we just talked about. The, the, they were like they, they were they were like Big David could score a really nice goal here. We're just gonna stand here. That's that's the what they, that's that's, that's that's what it looked like. Hundred percent. Yeah, obviously. That's well, what I'm saying. They, they played lousy defense. They really did. They stood there and they took it. But it was still for any of us. Any of our listeners that aren't really following the hockey world and you're just listening to listen, McDavid took it from center ice. He danced around four defenders right in the middle. Between them. On the blue. Center ice. He was past the red line, but whatever. They don't know. Anyway, he I mean, he did a lot of dancing. He he dangled a lot. He got through. He scored a goal. It was a pretty goal. But to pronounce it the game of the year. This game of the year. I wouldn't say it's game of the year. It's more goal of the year than, than yeah. game. But anyway, to pronounce it goal of the year or even goal of the century, like you said, is a real disservice. To be fair, goal. I've I've seen like I haven't seen like everyone saying goal of the century or whatever, but I'm seeing a lot of like non hockey people I follow just like that was the greatest goal I've ever seen in anything. And I'm like, okay, let's calm down. It was yeah. good. I'm not it saying was it wasn't. Good. But mm-hmm. McDavid scores a highlight real goal every time he scores. <laughs> I mean, right, he right. never scores a dirty garbage goal. No, All of his no. goals are like that. I mean, but like 85% of his goals are like that, dancing through, oh, carrying like, it coast to coast. Does that make it less special every time he does that? Like, is it just, oh, well, that's just McDavid. Yes, because it's, uh, it's of abundance. So it's not as special as it could be. Now, if you see... Like now, <laughs> if you see someone like Jack Eichel do it, then like okay, that's really good. But <laughs> but I mean, having McDavid do it is not anything special. Uh, it's it's so funny the way you want to slander him like that. I mean, he can absolutely score goals like that. So yeah. I know. So now, then the big news in the NHL world is that Jack Eichel is finally. Not a Buffalo Saber. It's something he's dreamed of since he was a kid. And he's fine. <laughs> I don't know why your mic's not picking you up, but Colt's laughing because I'm, I'm funny. <laughs> but no, for real. So Jack Eichel's not a Buffalo Saber anymore. He's finally gotten traded. And yep. watching, I, I'll admit, I know I give him a hard time. And therefore, I give you a hard time. But he he's uh, he's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I, I admit, he's, he's pretty good. I still like Austin Matthews, but, you know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the trade went down, uh, finally. Big big sigh of relief uh, for pretty yeah. much everybody involved. But uh, traded to the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, in this might be about to say the Buffalo Sabres. I heard it. You're about to say traded to the... Bu- 
Vegas Golden Knights. You're about to say Buffalo Sabres. You're just dreaming over here. Get him back. Anyway, uh, so Jack Eichel and a third-round pick in next year's draft was traded to the Golden Knights for Alex Took, uh, Peyton Krebs, a top-ten protected first-round pick in this coming draft, and another third-round pick in this coming draft. So, obviously not like a monstrous return, like you should probably get for somebody like Jack Eichel, but there were obvious circumstances behind that. Jack Eichel wants to dick uh, the disc replacement surgery. You want to read that? Uh, uh, no. no. <laughs> we're just going to leave that. He wants the uh, artificial disc replacement surgery uh, for the herniated disc in his neck. Uh, Sabres were not willing to do that, and there was only a handful of teams that were willing to give him the surgery, which kind of handcuffed the kind of deal that we could get and the kind of return you could get. But all in all, like for the circumstances, it wasn't a terrible trade, but we weren't able to fleece anybody like we probably should have been able to. I don't know, like what what are your thoughts on the trade overall? So looking from the outside in, where I'm not as connected to it, especially like oh God, it just had to be Vegas, didn't it? I don't um But yeah, looking from the outside in I personally don't think the return is that great, but again, I'm not like looking at Peyton Krabs. Like I, I don't really know what he can do. I've looked at his stats. I don't think his stats are anything like special. Um, they're good, but I just don't think they're like out of this world, right? But I'm I'm also more of an eye test guy, so like stats don't mean as much to me as like I know like analytics and stuff are huge in sports right now, um, and they've been getting bigger and bigger. I've just always been an eye test guy. I'm like, this guy might not put up any goals, but the things he does off the puck or the back checking he does, things like that, that there's no stats on that. Um, so, you know, but looking at stats wise, I don't think Peyton Krebs is fantastic, but again, it's Jack Eichel. Like, unless you're getting like McDavid or an Austin Matthews, you know, like someone elite tier, which I mean, that's not going to happen. But if you're getting an elite tier person back, okay, that, you know, the trade's more fair. So, like, and you're just not going to do that with Eichel. Like, Eichel is a top-tier talent when he's healthy. And that's the only thing against him is he's he has a lot of injury issues. But I don't know. Like, I, I think the return could have been better. But, again, you're, like, the Sabres waited to trade. And that's how I see it. I'm like, oh, the Sabres just kind of held him and didn't, do you know didn't trade him when they probably should have or they waited too long or whatever and then you say it's Eichel's fault right but maybe that's just because of the surgery he wanted and teams I didn't know te not all I thought all the teams were fine with him getting that surgery except for the Sabres but I guess that's not the case no so it ended up being about five teams that were okay with him getting the replacement surgery uh, so I'm assuming that's Vegas Colorado um Minnesota, Calgary, and Carolina? Those are yeah. the five teams. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carolina was never, like... They were, like, sneaky. It, they were, like, sneaky they, they, at it. I think they were kind of, like, watching, asking. Yeah, they were watching the situation, you know, kind of, like, poking the bear, seeing if, like, right. maybe they could squeeze in a deal. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of what I perceive it as. But the, the real players, it kind of seemed like, were Calgary and... Uh, 
the Knights. There was that rumored trade being offered, that big old package with Kachuk and all that uh, from the Flames. Which, like, I know that kind of came out that that wasn't real, but that would have, I would have been looking at that as a win for uh, Buffalo. Or at least yeah, closer, was, closer. Yeah, when, uh, you know, when I saw it and I sent the, the tweet to you, like I said, take that deal right now. Like, right. So, uh, a deal like that would have felt better, for sure. Uh, but, I'm not. It's. I'm not mad at the return. Uh, it sucks that you know Took is is he's already hurt uh, uh, shoulder, so he he had surgery. He's recovering, uh, but he's he's a power forward. He'll score goals. He'll get twenty twenty five goals. That you know, he was kind of pushed back in the lineup in Vegas, whereas in in Buffalo he'll be more of a top six forward. Yeah. Yeah. In, instead of like a middle six, bottom nine kind of guy. So uh, I'm excited for him. We need a, a real power forward. Um, after the Sharks game, you know, I was talking to you about Hurdle and how I liked his game and like how he is the type of player that the Sabres need. So that that looks good. Uh, the top 10 protected pick, I really doubt it's going to be a top 10 pick anyway. <laughs> There's no way unless they, the uh, the Golden Knights keep on this trend. But Yeah, so like at, at best we're getting like 16 out of them, and I don't even think we're going to get that. So either way, like we'll, we'll end up, we're, we're going to have three first-round picks this year in a pretty deep draft. Um, so that that's good. But Peyton Krebs is the centerpiece of this draft. Uh, this trade, sorry. So like you said, the stats and the analytics and all. I hate analytics. I do too. I'm I'm old school when it comes to that. Like all the coursey and stuff like that. And I know it makes sense. Like, but I don't know. Just there's so many. I there's just I like many, seeing the player. There's way too many variables in analytics. Like, yeah, something could happen, and you can correlate it to like whoever was closest to the puck, even if they had nothing to do with it. And it's just like that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So. I mean, the analytics will tell you a lot of really good players are just trash because unfortunate things happen, turnovers, stuff like, like that. It, the the only like, I don't know if you want to call it an advanced stat. It's probably not considered that, but the only advanced stat that I look at is like plus minus, and I know that's not really advanced, but that's as far as the stats go. That's where I'm like, you can kind of see a player on both sides of the the rink. At least in my opinion, that that's that's as far as I go when it comes to like seeing all the all the numbers. Yeah, and again, plus minus being a plus, you get a plus if you're on the ice when a goal is scored for your team. A minus is when a goal is scored against you and you're on the ice. But yeah. for Peyton Krebs, he's not a goal scorer. That's really not what he is. Like he can he can, but he's he's a playmaker. He's going to set it up. And see, that was my when we were texting about it. That's one thing I brought up. Because yeah. you guys, you guys need like who is your scorer? Olsen? Right now, it's Olsen. Who and he, he, he was he's, he's actually injured, right? Or he, he didn't play the Sharks game. He's been out the last two games. He has a um a soft tissue issue, so that's muscle whatever. Um, probably pretty minor. We'll get him back soon. But yeah, but, um, is he a scorer though? Yeah, he's 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 our scorer. Uh, he's got a good one-timer and stuff. He's got a good slap shot. He's 
probably a, a 30 goal scorer if he's got the right center and stuff. So, but you're right. We need more of that because other than him, like who's, who's really stepping up? You would hope it's Skinner, but it's, it hasn't been Skinner. Um, he can score 20 this year, but 20 is really not the number we're looking for. So you hope you get some more pro productivity out of uh, Cook and then hope the young guys we got coming up like Quinn and Paterka, they turn into something. So um, overall trade, a little underwhelming, but. I think the big thing for Sabres fans is it's over. You that's that was my thing. Like we could have traded him for a couple bags of pucks and I, I still would have been like, at least it's done. Like, yeah. at least we can him. practice more with pucks. Right. For him, <laughs> for him, for us, just going forward, everything's good. Yeah. He did finally release a thank you video. I saw um, that today, this morning. So I'm glad he finally did that. I'm not mad at Eichel. I'm really not. Like, I hope he does well in Vegas. Well, like, and the, the thing is, like, I can see it from both sides. Like, I think a player should be able to choose what's best for them. Yep. But at the same time, he signed a contract that says the Sabres have the final say. Do I think that's right or wrong? You know, whatever. But right, the fact right, is right. he signed the contract, so the Sabres are in the right. And, you know, to, to say, legally, you know, we want yeah. you to have that. Legally, they are in the right. There's no denying that. You can argue about that all day, you know, but you're, you're wrong if you're arguing that they're in the wrong. They signed the contract. They have that right. But... Like I can, yeah. I don't think anyone's really blaming Eichel, and I'm personally not really blaming the the Sabers. And maybe this was their kind of way to, you know, hey, let's kind of reset here. You know, like we're having this disagreement. Let's not agree to this and force the move or something. I I don't know. Obviously, I'm not in the room, but I think I think overall it's good for the city of Buffalo, good for the Sabers franchise. Move on. You got you got a lot of draft picks coming in. Peyton Krebs, young. Um, and well, how old is Alex Tuck? 24, 25. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you you got some good pieces for this, uh, this kind of reset rebuild. Um, but you guys aren't doing bad at all. So who knows? Like you could potentially make a little run. Like there's no telling. I mean, yeah. And hockey has a way of doing that. Okay. So we looked at the Buffalo Sabres point of view of the, uh, of the trade. Let's look at the Vegas Golden Knights because, they're, that's an insane lineup. When they're all healthy, that it's it's crazy, and you know what what's what's insane about it. So yeah, they they trade. They seem to trade away all of their first picks. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a death sentence if you are traded first or first round by the Vegas Golden Knights. Like expect to get moved apparently. Um, but I mean they're they're doing. You know, they're making some hockey trades, bringing in some big names here and there. And I'll go over the IR real quick just because that's where Jack is obviously starting the season or starting his career with the Vegas Golden Knights. You yep. know, Jack Eichel, obviously, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Nolan Patrick, Zach Whitecloud, and Jake Bischoff. And so obviously the big ones there are those forwards. Um, and... Basically, when you bring in Jack Eichel, he's going to slot in there at uh, at that first center spot, right? Yeah, the one I mean, seat for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, there's not much <laughs> much better centers to have when you're starting starting line. Yeah, what you don't like, they don't have a great infusion of youth. 
Right. And so I, I did want to touch on that. And that that's, they're kind of seeing that now, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, and they did what they had to do, you know, like brand new team and they made some trades here and there, brought in some, you know, uh, I don't know, solidified guys, I guess, you know, some names. And now you're starting to see that they don't really have a ton of uh, youth youth guys coming in. I mean, that last line that they have uh, with Brett Howden, uh, LeCision, and, and Ronberg, like, that's that's the, as young as they get. Uh, Nicholas Hag, also, their defenseman, is pretty young. But bringing in Eichel, I mean, he, all, he automatically becomes one of the younger players. I mean, 24 years old, 25 now, but... Yeah. Long well, career ahead of him. He signed for the next four years. Like, you're... You're pretty set there. Well, and the big thing, too, like, I mean, when you look at, there's nothing against any of these centers. But before Jack Eichel came in, you had William Carlson. Great. Great player. Um, Yep. Stephenson, Yanmark, Nolan Patrick. So, of course, there's some other guys here and there, but, you're you know, that's your top four. So you bring in Eichel, and what that basically does is it pushes William Carlson, who's fantastic with Vegas. Uh, you know, especially that first year, like kind of came in as well. The whole team kind of came in as nobodies or whatever, but um, you know, really found himself in Vegas. And now you're just throwing Jack Eichel in that first that first line, and you're pushing all these guys down, and that's just the depth. All of a sudden, with one addition, your depth is yeah. way better. Which is insane, and uh, like Nolan Patrick's obviously still injured, so you know maybe he he probably centers, and you probably have one of the Yanmark or something probably moves over to a wing. But regardless, like and, yeah, he uh, even Patrick could move to the wing. He plays yeah. right wing, so I mean like I like Nolan Patrick a lot, and he's still he's still yeah. pretty young. Um, oh yeah, what what is he? Twenty four. Twenty. I don't, I don't even think he was that old. I thought he's like 22. He's 23. Sorry. 23. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's just, it's just insane how like you add one player and all of a sudden the whole team just looks so much better. You know, right. like and just the, like, the entire depth and uh, age and all that. And then, I mean, you make Pacioretty better by doing that. You make the players okay. around you better by doing that. Even if Jack himself doesn't score too many goals, He's gonna make opportunities for other people to clean it he's up. He's gonna he's gonna score goals. He will, on that team, saying, he's like, gonna light it up, which is unfortunate because I I'm gonna see him a lot as a Sharks <laughs> fan. I, yeah. I hate it. I would have much rather him had went to Calgary. Uh because Scott Vegas, dude, man. But they're you know, Vegas isn't doing too hot right now, but you know, we went through all those injuries, like making all of them back, man. That's, that's, that's a dangerous team. That is a dangerous and team. And those are just the guys that are on IR. Yeah. William Carlson is also injured. Yep. He's a health considered a healthy scratch, but dude. Like you so now you're getting you're getting William Carlson back probably soon. You're getting Mark Stone, Max Pratcheretti, and Nolan Patrick all back. And then at the turn of the new year, you'll have Jack Eichel sliding in that lineup. That's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
That's they, another cup run. That's another cup run. Bro, don't say it. This is like the, uh, you know the Breaking Bad, like, uh, meme or, like, gif where uh, Jesse's like, he can't keep getting away with this! Dude, that's exactly how I feel about the Vegas Golden Knights, always bringing in the top guy. Yeah. that That's exactly how I feel. Dude. It, 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 that's a scary lineup, bro. You look so hurt. I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a podcast host point of view <laughs> and how exciting that <laughs> is. From a Sharks fan, oh, I can't. It's it's going to be awful. I, I will say it's going. Go ahead. I was going to say like for the for the West in general, that is exciting. That shakes things up. Like not immediately, obviously, but like when you're really pushing to get in the playoffs and and strengthen up as a team, you get Jack Eichel out of nowhere, dude. Oh yeah, when he goes back from Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I I will be tuning in for his first game. That's for sure. Me too. Me too. I'm excited when he comes back to Buffalo and plays. All the boo birds. They're gonna boo him, but. Ah uh, yeah, he. It wasn't the. It, it wasn't, wasn't the, the clean, uh, cleanest break. It wasn't a clean divorce. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was a little dirty, but. You know, you right. got, I, like I, like I, I said, I really can't can't blame him. I wouldn't boo him. Um, I'm happy for him, dude. Just you guys booed your own team like what four years ago? Was it for his draft? It was for his draft. You guys lost in overtime and everyone cheered. (laughs) You remember that? I think it was for that draft, the McDavid draft. We wanted McDavid. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously, man. And that's going to be exciting too. So now you have the number one and number two picks in that draft in the same division, and they're going to be facing off against each other. Because you already had that natural rivalry, right? Because they're just talking about Eichel going number one and all that. And, you know, obviously, McDavid is the obvious choice for first overall. And so now you have that, you know, you're going to have that organic rivalry between the two. And that should open up the Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights rivalry as well. Like, that would be exciting to watch. Who, in your opinion, like, as a Sharks fan, like, Speaking of rivalries, is it really Vegas? <laughs> so, what as far as team rivalries go? Yeah, okay, uh, so, you jumped you jumped on me, but like you understood where I was going there. Oh yeah, I just I I figured it would be like who do you hate the most, Vegas? Um, <laughs> yeah, so you could argue that the Sharks and Los Angeles Kings had the best rivalry in hockey, um, if not like up there, some of the best in sports. Back when both were pretty dominant. They played each other every year in the playoffs. Um, And generally, the Kings won that, you know, the well, obviously, they won the two cups, but just head-to-head, the Kings probably had the better better record against us, especially that reverse sweep, dude. Oh! I remember filling out my bracket, and I had the Sharks losing in seven to the Kings, and all my friends were like, why wouldn't you choose your favorite team? I'm like, because I'm a hockey enthusiast, and I don't see us winning. And then we went up 3-0, and I'm like, all right, I've never been so happy to be to be wrong. And then we reverse sweep. They went four straight. That was heartbreaking. I still remember Jumbo. So I would say it was the Kings, but now Vegas and San Jose for the short, what, Vegas have been in the league for five years? Uh, five, yeah. I think it's four. Four? Either way. It's hard to keep track with those shortened seasons and stuff. Like That's true, yeah. 
Um, but either way, like Vegas has some pretty rich history, actually, for the short time they've been in the league. Imagine and, that, dude, just coming in and you're already cup favorites like every oh, year. Don't get me started. I don't think those <laughs> they should never have went to the final. That's ridiculous. Um, but so yeah, they have they have that history already. But between the Sharks and Knights, there's some bad blood there and a lot of history. And yeah, they these two teams absolutely hate each other. So as far as like rivalries and some of the best, I know the Sharks haven't been great the last couple of years, but those 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 two teams, the rivalry is up there as some of the best in in the NHL. And mm-hmm. I mean, we had that uh, questionable penalty call um, that went the Sharks' way in the playoffs two years ago, three years ago, and. We scored. We were down three zero in game seven, and we scored four power play goals in five minutes, ten minutes, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes to uh, to take the lead in game seven in the third period. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Vegas ties it, and then we go on and win in overtime. And that was, I didn't get to watch it. You knew where I was. Yeah. I was at in on the assembly line at BMW. You know, nowhere else I'd rather be. But I was keeping up with that game. Don't 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 tell the supervisor. But I was. And. <laughs> Man, I was just I was going nuts out there, bro. But that dude, was I remember that, yeah. Oh, dude, that was insane. But just I mean that and then I think we had played them the year before in the playoffs and there's some bad blood there. And so I that's definitely our rivalry. And I know <laughs> do you guys even have a rivalry still? I know just, like it's, you're, that's not history based. I know you're saying that because we're bad and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, you've um, been bad for twenty years. I would say history based is like Toronto, right? It's it's been Toronto forever. Good but least. for a little, a little, for a little bit there, it was Ottawa. I mean, you remember the uh, the the big old brawl that we had um, back in the day. Uh, anytime we played it, played Ottawa, you know, it was just like going at it. You know, it was just always headbutting and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to be a competitive rivalry <laughs> when when you're not too terribly competitive yourself. We always do, though. We always play the Leafs harder than we should. Like, I feel like we come out on top of the Leafs more often than we don't. Yeah. Um, so that's the closest thing we have. I hope we get good again soon so that, like, it's more of a headline than it is right now. Because you see the Sabres on your schedule, you're, like, put in the backup goalie and go get yeah. a win and stuff. So... That's going to be so tough, dude. (laughs) I mean, I I, I see it from, you know, not a Buffalo fan, uh, fan's point of view. Like, I see Buffalo on the schedule, and it's just like, okay. Like, there's no, like, oh, man. Dude, that that might be tough. Like, there's none of that. And granted, like, anyone can win and beat anyone in this league. But there's just some teams you see them on. And San Jose is one of those teams. You just see them on the lineup, and you're like, all right. Yeah, like yeah, it's another game. And uh yeah, I mean it's it's fair to attribute some of the wins we're getting this season to just we're playing backup goalies and stuff like that. So um You yeah, see a potential no, I, rivalry down in the you know, say this little reset of yours, you know, next three years or whatever, like do you see another team that you guys are competing with um year year in, year out that could kind of build a rivalry there? Um, 
I can see Ottawa actually coming back up like that. That was the team. That was the team that I had in mind. Um, just because they're you know they're getting younger and they're getting better, kind of in the same track that they're we are. The same, yeah, yep. So that's that was the team that I had in mind when you when you asked that. So hopefully that's that's the way it happens that we end up being rivals with Ottawa. And, you know, we both our youth gets to their max potential together, and they and they all always, they all learn to hate each other. You know, yeah, they're, and they're with the franchise for a while, and the, that hate builds. And it just yeah, organically, I want yeah. the whole thing. I want it to be organic, and just you can like see it happen in real time. That would be good. Yeah, um, I, I can definitely see that. Do you feel like the the Penguins Capitals rivalry is still like anything? Um. Obviously, the Crosby Ovechkin stuff has died down a little bit. Um, they yeah. both, obviously, they both. I don't even know if they really respected each other there for a while, because um, I mean they they did not like each other. Now they're both older. They both respect each other a lot more. And like Crosby's even come out and said that he hopes Ovechkin beats the goal record. Um, and so I think even that kind of settling down has kind of settled down that Penguins Capitals rivalry. Uh, so I, I'm going to go no, that is, it's not what it used to be. Uh, and they're, you just don't, you don't get, get as excited about it. You know, it's just kind of, no. it's like because another game. Teams, lineup. Now yeah, it's the like, Rangers capitals. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what, that's the capitals robbery right now. In my opinion. I would, um. The Rangers are an overall younger team than the Capitals, aren't they? Yeah, but with that whole Tom Wilson incident, now you have Reeves over there. Yeah. Um, I just think that's going to build up on top of each other. And You're right. I just I, I think with the whole rivalry thing, like you were talking about with the Penguins and the, and the Capitals and how it's tied down, I think that, that's just an age thing. Like, You're right. Those, those teams haven't changed drastically since either Crosby or Ovechkin, you know, were drafted and were being brought up because Malkin's been, been a home name there forever and you've had players like that and like uh uh he's had kuznetsov and he's had players like that uh ovechkin has for a long time so it's 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 hard to say that they still have all that fire because what are they playing for now they're just playing they're, they're old and they're just trying to get their cups and stuff so like it's not it's not the same so i don't know if like the the capitals rangers thing will stay that way um just because, like, yeah, the whole the Tom Wilson thing was stupid, and you bring in Ryan Reeves for that reason. But once Tom Wilson's dealt with by Ryan Reeves, like, I right. feel like that kind of douses the flame. And I, they're both on different, different paths. Uh, paths. Yeah, so the Capitals are kind of on that down because of the age. They're on that you know, downhill trend kind of, I mean, they're still like, I'm not saying like this year, but they're all just getting older. Like it's just, eventually they're just going to kind of, and you're starting to see it. They're not as like cup favorites, you know, they're kind of, kind of doing like like a little, like the Red Wings. Like once they all got older, you know, just like, uh, yeah, they just kind of level out. Right. Um, and that's the thing you see the Penguins are the same way. Um, but yeah. And then the Rangers have kind of tried to rebuild and stuff. They have a, you know, a young goaltender and they're kind of, you know, trying to, trying to push for to do better in the playoffs. So, right. you know, yeah, and when, that's the thing. When you get teams that are in different, you know, areas of their 
of their history or whatever, you kind of see that. You kind of see that rivalry will kind of die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and that's a, and almost when teams are not as competitive, like say both teams, that it's not as big of a deal to be playing each other either. And right. you, like you see that in California, all the California teams were like fire. You know, and they all, every time they played each other, it was like a big deal. It was like, you know, the, you used to have to go through the California gauntlet, right? That's what they called it when you had to go over and play all the California teams. Like, it was a struggle. Like, and when they played each other, it was just hard hitting and aggressive and, you know, fighting. And you just don't get that as much anymore just because none of the teams are competitive. Yeah, so it's just, that way and all that. They're, yeah. they're struggling. Yeah. So what, what do you think is like the best rivalry in the NHL? So you had, like right now, so it used to be you could probably say Penn's Caps was always like the the big one. What what do you think is the big one now? I honestly I don't know. It would have to be Colorado and somebody, wouldn't you think? Uh, well, I can't think of a team that. No, it has to be the Battle of Alberta. Really. Because the both teams are pretty competitive. So it's like, and it's not as, I, I didn't think it was as big of a deal. Like it used to be, like, it was, it's always the Battle of Alberta. Everyone, you know, it's always like a big game or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. And now it seems just a lot more relevant, I guess. So maybe I'm just paying attention to it more. But okay. I don't, like, who, like, who are you picturing for Colorado? I don't know. I just figure, you know, with such a, a young, talented team that, like, something has to be there. I mean, I guess I, you could, could you say, uh... It's harder for me to follow the West, so, like... I mean, I guess St. Louis? Yeah, they're finally getting better. Um, finally, yeah, they won the Cup, like, three years ago. What do you mean they're finally getting better? I know they were bad, like, uh, you know, a little bit, but it's not like they're finally getting better. They're finally just woken up a little bit. I I really don't, yeah, maybe the Blues. I don't know, man. Like, you, I don't hear about huge rivalries as much anymore. Like, Well, and also, with the COVID season, you didn't get some of those rivalries. So things yeah, could have turned down a little bit. Either. Yeah. Yeah. You just hated each other because you saw too much of each other. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd call that a... It's not. Yeah, you're right. And it used to be like the Blues and Hawks had a thing for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I feel like the... <laughs> I just pulled up uh, hockey power power rankings for the yeah. best robberies in the NHL. Number 27 out of 27 is John Tortorella and the media. <laughs> oh torts these are all just like jokes basically yeah I mean Montreal and Boston is always going to be a big one but Montreal's so bad yeah it's not even though they went to the cup last year yeah but that was they. if it was a normal season they wouldn't have won not even, they, I don't even know if they would have went to the playoffs in a normal season well that's true actually no I don't think they would have because I think there was that when you look at the points and stuff, of course it's so hard because you're playing other teams out this season, so it's hard to know how the season would have turned out. Well, yeah, when you're playing the same team, well, like, well, how many teams was it? 
six different teams. Yeah. So like, or either way, you were playing the same teams a whole bunch of times, and the Canadian the Canadian teams just played the Canadian teams, and like apparently there was no goaltending up there. So. Yeah, apparently. So who do you see? Uh, who who do you think is going to be Seattle's big rival? Because you know you could see Vegas because the two expansion teams, right? That was my I immediate answer. But okay. I don't think so. Well, that's, uh, that's your immediate answer. Why? For the reason that you just said that they're the other expansion team, and like it just feels like organically that would be something that would happen because yeah. of the the new kids on the block, and you're both trying to prove something. But like Vegas has already proven themselves to be a, a real team. So I think Seattle would have to prove themselves a little bit more. Um they're they're Seattle's not a good power play team. Uh they 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 just they're not standing out like Vegas did, you know. Vegas really came out the gates running and Seattle's kind of finding their way. Uh yeah. not not to suggest that they're terrible, but no, I mean they they did. I think they they are kind of down in the standing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my big the rivalry that comes to mind for me is going to be Vancouver. Yeah, I can see that. Just because, uh, so like I keep up with soccer and stuff, and and the uh, Seattle Sounders and Vancouver Whitecaps, like. That's a pretty good rivalry right there. And they're very close to each other. Yeah. Um, and now with the whole COVID stuff, I don't know how that works. Like, if fans can really make it across the border and stuff is easy. Like, obviously, it's not as easy, but you, can. I don't, I, you can't at all. I don't think it's so. Closed. Either way, when things are open back up a bit more, um, I think you're going to see a lot of that. Very, you know, it's close distance. They can uh, get, get there. And especially, man, a playoff series between those two would be gross. Like That'd be that fun. Would, yeah, that because would be like a good one. Even if you're the away team, like you, you make right. that trip. Yeah, yeah, that would be so fun. I still want to. I want to go to like a like a rivalry game, being like the away fan. I think that'd be fun because the only time I really see the San Jose is when they're like playing Carolina or whatever. So it's not really yeah. like you know, yeah, yeah, an East Coast team. Like you don't get to see any yeah. of the the reason to play kind of games. Yeah, you know? yeah. Actually, the so the Vancouver Canucks and Seattle Kraken are tied for yeah they're tied for last in the Pacific. Excellent. So you see, you're already getting a rivalry. Who's who's the worst? <laughs> in the, who's the worst in the Pacific? So, like, would it would it be something if they had like the complete opposite trajectory of Vegas? Like, well, they come into the league and they're just bad. Which is how it freaking should be. You're Every right. expansion team had to do that. They had to go through the, you they're know. so bad. <laughs> dude, there's, oh my God. Every, every freaking expansion team came in the league and they had to go through those baby steps or whatever. You know, the growing yep. pains. Yep. And then freaking Vegas Golden Knights come in and they go to the freaking Stanley Cup final. It's ridiculous. I, you don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't. If you had to play them so much and how dirty they play and cheap they play. You like that. Nope. Not when, nope. Nope. Not when it's the whole team. I like a, I like a little a mutt. Like I like Kachuk. 
I like how he plays. You know, he's like a mud out there. But I don't like the whole team taking cheap shots, knee on knees, slashes to the next. Don't like that. I don't know if they do all that, but I got I got to keep myself. I got to you know back myself up here and make sure no one's gonna attack me. Because oh, he said this. Vegas is a bunch of murderers out there, man. Just chill. They are. Like, um, <laughs> kill your no, but. I don't think they're like that as much now with DeBoer coaching, but when Galat was coaching, that's how they were. Uh, as far as, pro- like, kind of two separate ends of the spectrum, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, based off the first, you know, 10 games or so, you could argue that the Kraken are probably going to miss the playoffs. And let's see, I mean, they got nine points. Hey, the Yotes don't have a win, by the way. They have one shoot, uh, overtime loss. Okay, I thought they got the, the win in overtime. So they, they got a point. <laughs> Ooh. But, like, you know, you could say, like, hey, maybe the Kraken end up being in the um, draft lottery. And so that's obviously way different than what Vegas did. So it would be kind of cool to see, though. It would, You know, it would be cool to see them get, you know, right and get this star kid. And, of course, they had number two pick last year. It's not like they don't have a kid coming in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got veneers. So, yeah. they've already yeah, got some good things going for them. But. Yeah, it, it could be it could be two, you know, opposite paths, I guess. And the thing is, with – it had been a while. Who was the last expansion team? Was it the Thrashers and uh, Blue Jackets? Were those the last two expansion yeah, teams? Yeah, yeah. So, it had been a while. And, you know, teams – when the Golden Knights came in, they made little special trades here and there. You know, like, hey, don't take this player. We'll give you this player or whatever. You know, like stuff like that. Yep. And that's how they're able to build such a dominant team. And this year, you didn't see any of that. This year, it was strictly the Kraken were just picking a team or a player off of each team. There was no special trades or anything. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, there were – were there rules put in place after – No, it was the exact same rules. Exact symbols. Okay. Because I, I was livid when I read that. I I thought that I saw something like that teams weren't going to be able to do that, but it might have just been like a relationship thing. They're not going to do that. Okay. They, they, they were able to, but they weren't just because they saw what happened with Vegas. So okay. they, they basically just decided they're not going to do stuff like that. How honorable. Also, <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean... No, none they're, of it happened. You're right, but their their assistant GM is the Sabres old GM, and he's awful, so he would have gotten fleeced on those deals. But uh, um, Seattle? Yeah. Jason Botterill is their assistant GM. Oh, assistant GM. Yeah, yeah. Because their GM is Ron Francis, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, okay, their assistant GM. Yeah. Ron Francis wouldn't have let that stuff happen. Yeah. He's a anyway, solid GM. Like, do you think part of their problem is that they went like they went pretty defense heavy in the uh, the expansion draft? Like they took well, a lot of defensemen. No, you, they have to take the same amount of play. They have to take a certain amount of players. They have to have a certain amount of defense, a certain amount of forwards. Yeah, but I think their excess went to defense. Their excess? Didn't they have extra play? Like, because you have to have players that are able to go down to the minors. So you, uh, okay, yeah. So they have to have minimums, and you're saying their extra players were all defense. 
pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they're. Uh, they don't have any offense. I'm not saying they were devoid of offense. I just feel. I felt like that they went defense heavy, and that maybe they could have found because there were some real players that were available to them offensively that they could have taken that I was kind of surprised they didn't take. I um, remember watching it and I was like, I was surprised that they weren't, that they didn't take some players. Um, yeah, the big one for me was, uh, shoot, who was that, that big center that was available? I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember his name. He played for uh, Phoenix and then he went to some Canadian team. I can't, I don't know why. His dad played in the NHL. Gosh. Anyway, I guess. Domi? Huh? Domi, Domi? thank you. Thank He's you. not a big center. He's not big, is he? I meant, like, in terms of name. Not, oh. like, a big guy. Oh. I thought you were talking about, um, size? like, size. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Max right. Domi. Yeah. He's no, like 5'9". Okay. I, I would have taken Domi because, like, that's at least a player that brings you offense. Not that, again, they have Tanev and stuff, and he just he scored a Hattie against the Sabres, which is whatever. But, like, they have uh, offense. Everly did. Oh, yeah, it was Everly, wasn't it? Tan- you just, Tanev, you were... <laughs> dude, I'm having a rough day. I'm having a rough day because, like, it's, it's fine. It's fine, you know. Everly, the former number one pick, but I already apologized about that. And he's he, anyway. he played against the Sabers like he was. So I'm just saying. Yeah, well, uh, they have Everly. They have Tanev. They have they have some pieces. The, who's there? Uh, Olieski is that what his name is? It, he's like that six foot seven defender. Alexiak. Thank, thank you, thank you. I don't know how to say names apparently. I'm struggling with Shesterkin. Yeah, I can say Shesterkin. Um, dude, that dude's a monster. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, their defense, they have Hayden Fleury from, uh, he was with Carolina. Did they get him from Carolina? I don't, I don't remember, remember if they got him from Carolina, but yeah. Mark Giordano, obviously. Yeah, they have Alexiak back there. Vince Dunn. Like, they have some, yeah, you're right. They did good defensively. Adam Larson. Yeah. Like, they have some solid defense. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe going forward, they go offense, but. I mean, even their offense, Tanev, Yanni Gore, Jordan Eberle, like, just those three right there. Jane Schwartz. I mean, they have some solid, they they have a solid team, really. Mark Shahansen. I forgot you guys had him. Sheehan? No, Marcus Johansson. Oh, Johansson. Yeah, we did. We did at one point. Yeah, we traded one that just didn't work. No, he didn't work at all. And that's our fault. That one is actually we we played a center for whatever reason. So you guys don't have anybody else. Yeah, we didn't. That was like we were trying to find one for Eichel and we're like, uh Mojo, center. Eichel's not a center? Eichel is a center, but we we needed a two C. Eichel was the only center. Oh, oh, I got you, I got you. I, I got you. Bro, we were supposed to be talking about rivalries this whole time. <laughs> and <laughs> We just started talking about the Kraken. So I think that that was on you. 
Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, it, it happens every time we talk about hockey. Dude, we just we just start blabbering. We have like a topic, and then we just start blabbering away. And the end of the pod is nowhere near how we wanted to end it. But that's the nature of the Down to Puck podcast. So you know, what I, are you gonna do? I love it. I would have it no other way. And I'm. Hey, if you're still listening, like I appreciate it because I don't know. I listen to us idiots talk about the most random crap at the end of the pod, but right. you know, hey, we we appreciate all you guys for listening. So, and I think you wanted to mention something. I forget what it I, was. I did. Um, so every week we kind of check our analytics and we try to see who we're that's right who we're appealing to and stuff like that. And uh, big shout out. Uh, we actually saw an increase of numbers in the last week and the amount of female listeners that we've we've been getting so big shout out to any females that are still listening to us we really appreciate you yeah um, and yeah i think that's actually pretty awesome but yeah we should, honestly we're already over an hour so we should probably uh wrap up yeah you, you're probably right go ahead man <laughs> so uh, yeah so once again appreciate all you guys for listening to the down to puck podcast episode number three so we're still going hard um and if you guys have any ideas for some uh, topics please uh, throw those in the comments, and because we, you know, we really appreciate it. Uh, we need some, you know, we need some stuff to talk about. So, and you know, it's Colt needs a win here pretty soon on the, on the discussions. So if you have I had one else, earlier, so did you though? I don't know. I, I, early in the podcast, yeah. I don't, I don't remember it. So, uh, I'll, I'll, the reason why I don't remember is because I edited it out. So no, no one actually remembers it. No, uh, once again, guys, thank you for uh, tuning in and listening. So I'm Sir Caldwell, that's Colt Bennett, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. See you guys.